This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right. Welcome back into the Amon Green Show. Again, I am Harrison Archer on the board here on the ones and twos. The host, as always, Amon Green in here. I shouldn't say in here, streaming in with us today. And nonetheless, you guys can always join the show through the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, as well as we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Uh, we got a couple more segments left. You know, Amon Green, it's your show. Where do you want to go with it, man? Uh, well, I like to... We'll finish up with the Nebraska esports. We got a few mm-hmm. things coming down the line. I mean, I got players reaching out to me through email, incoming players. Uh, Caleb, can't think of Caleb's last name right now, but he's a Rocket League player and he's an incoming true freshman. And so he's excited about playing. So I got to get him connected with the Rocket League uh, game manager there. And so just hearing, seeing that, you know, and he was a kid that when he was started to start, I say, middle to start of a recruiting process. He, he like told me right away, he's like, Hey, I want to come here. Or I'm looking at all the schools that I want to see myself at playing rocket league. And he's like, Nebraska is one of them. And I'm just like that right there said a lot about his dedication, his drive and his want to get stuff done and his, uh, his goal setting already. And so I was like, just giving him all the information about the program. And I think a few, that was either before or after we found out that we had 10 partial scholarships to hand out. And I was able to hand out, I think, around four or five um, with the time I had on, on, in, in Lincoln before I had to come and get the house packed up. So I wasn't able to hand out uh, all my 10 um, mm-hmm. scholarships. Um, but, you know, I had, you know, I say good, uh, t- good, good reason why I'm moving, you know, packing a house that we lived in for 20 years <laughs> takes a long time. So. Yeah. Um, but still getting, getting the four to five recruits coming in. Um, Caleb and I believe Brittany, Brett, and uh, I'm trying to think one more kid from Missouri. He's a smash player okay. as well. So I'm excited about them. And I think all the kids are excited about the program. And just in general, school starting back up. And so, you know, everybody's already talking about all the little programs that or events that they're planning to do on the weekends for the esports club. <laughs> and I know one's coming up this Sunday. I might be able to be at because I'll be back in town on Sunday, the 20th. And so it is, uh, they call it, this is a street festival from 6.30 to 8.30 in uh, Memorial Stadium. So for any club member or any player or any student athlete that, or student, excuse me, student that knows about the club team or even doesn't know, you could come out there in Memorial Stadium to find out, you know, how you could become a member of the club team. So we still have going to have the club side of varsity uh, esports at Nebraska. So that's the part I want to, obviously let people know. So that's not going club team is not going anywhere. That's, that's the reason why varsity team is here because it's pushing students that want to play, you know, higher competition into that area, which is great. And it means a lot for the program because obviously we're, we're starting out year one here. Uh, I say year zero. I say, so it is, is a fantastic thing. So, and then shout out to the, the, I say Jaden Z, I think Lexi and Sam and, uh, I think Brennan too is rotated in for the Big Red Esports Show every Saturday at two, mm-hmm. I think what twelve o'clock. It goes twelve to two now, right? They yeah, got two hours, right? Yeah, yep. nice. Yeah, I yeah so shout time. out to them and, and I hope they have a good show this weekend. Um, so I'll be able to participate every now and then when I jump when I'm in town now to join them on the, um, Saturday. So excited about that. Um, but um, now I say sw- I switch gears a little bit just to to the guys and the, my my old job playing football, actual football, not Madden. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, I've been paying attention, trying to get my footing and uh, learning cultural, learning names of all the players and and the new coaches, you know, and just seeing the philosophy of the of, of the coaching staff mm-hmm. uh, and what their goals are to get this team turned around. And I think they're part, they're a quarter of a way there. Um, the next quarter and the next quarter after that, obviously they got scrimmages coming up. I think this their first scrimmage or they about to have their second scrimmage and then game time against Minnesota. Yeah. So that'll get them the full circle of what they're going to see. I kind of talked about this last week, um, but they had a, you know, a few injuries there. And then I know Xavier Betts uh, left the team and yep. Xavier was a guy who I actually had in my first semester of teaching on campus and intro to esports. And he, I know that, you know, very a cerebral, uh, very good kid. And I hope the best for him, whatever he's, I know he's going to still be on campus, actually. actually. Yeah, he's so still going to school. I think that's the thing people got to remember. Uh, he, and, yeah. you know, he did the responsible thing. If, you, if you're not all in it, uh, the most yeah. responsible thing to do is tell the coach. And like you said, he's not he's not quitting school. Right, right. So he's going to finish up, you know, his mm-hmm. classes. And, and it was something, you know, it was something I remember halfway through the spring semester in our class. He had mentioned that he wanted to be a part of the esports club. And he liked his game of choice is Apex Legends. So, Xavier, if you still, you know, if you're listening, hey, <laughs> we could uh, you could round out that uh, that Apex Legends roster for sure. Uh, I'll definitely welcome you in. You know, good, good, good player, good human being there. So I hope he's okay, and that's the aspect. And I think I've heard uh, Coach Rule conference about it. You know, very supportive mm-hmm. of Xavier, and like what you said, I'll repeat it. Yeah, if your heart is not into football, or baseball, or basketball, or playing video games, being the mailman, or whatever. You, you can't, yeah, don't put yourself in that situation, you know, because along with stresses and then, you know, being physical, being a physical sport, mm-hmm. you can get other people hurt because you're doing, you know, you're, you're halfway doing a job because you're not all in. So that's just a good all around decision to, for a young man of that, you know, he's what, 19, 20 years old to make that decision to understand and be able to walk in his own shoes and not feel like he's let people down. That is, I mean, it says a lot to him and, what he's uh, what he I think what he's been through. I heard a little about what he's been through so far with injuries and stuff like yeah. that. So, so yeah, I can't wait to see him. Um, I hope he's doing well. I hope he has a great semester in classes. So I know he's gonna be thinking around, hiding around <laughs> campus. I'll, we'll run into each other now. I'm just like, hey, let's get a game of Apex on. You know. <laughs> Yeah, get him in the esports club. I I do like the idea of that esports club not going anywhere. Um, I know it's not quite the same, but it almost kind of reminds me of a little bit of a walk-on program, right? It's some guys underneath that they're going to push those guys up top, and you know they might find themselves up there on the varsity roster if they really take off. Is that kind of how you um, not necessarily envision it as a walk-on program, but kind of what your goal is for it to kind of push that varsity? Yeah, to push the varsity because the players that started this program, you know, they didn't have – they technically did have varsity teams, but obviously it wasn't where they're not getting this attention, this much attention and everybody's finding out about it. I'm being their coach. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have that part of it. So not a lot of people, I say, hire, you know, admin, admins, people around the city, you know, other coaches, other high schools, other businesses didn't know that we had a program until now. And so for those players, you know, thank you because they're the ones that got us to this point from their gameplay, from getting the people that mattered on campus to see what is esports and why we need to have a varsity team and now why we need to have faculty members guiding the team into um, the varsity area between, because that'll bring in obviously funds that we're asking for and getting help out, reach out to. Um, Somehow we'll be cranking, I'll be putting a pedal to the metal 
when I get back in Lincoln to talk to everybody that to every company that's reached out to me through email, I'm going to follow up with them, say, hey, I'm back in town. Let's meet up. Let's talk. We need it. We need the help. We, you know, it's full court press, as we say in the, in the sporting world, all hands on deck. Let's go. You know, I know there's a lot of businesses in Lincoln and in Nebraska that want to support our program. So any any support we'll, we'll take, you know, you know, whatever it is, we, we want it because these kids got, as you as I've talked about, a lot of dedication. They put in the time and they don't, you know, for the club side of it, you don't have to, but they do. And for the ones that really put that time in, they, that's where they got this program to where it is. And a lot of teams that they've competed with is just, I say, read, a, I say, said a lot of good praises about Nebraska teams from, you know, League of Legends, Overwatch 2, Call of Duty, very played, well played team, good leaders on that team, good players on that team. And we have a most, we have a few of our, we lost some good players through graduation, mm-hmm. but that's college. And so we got players coming back that are very good players that know the game. And so for not just Call of Duty, but for all for Rocket League players, for League of Legends, and we got incoming the four or five recruits that we have coming in too. We have, you know, solid kids that I've talked to and talked to their parents. And I'm super excited because they have built them on their own support system um, at the high school level to understand that they needed that to go through college. And they still have that now coming into Lincoln. And so it's just going to continue to see who's a, who's going to be uh, our better teams to put on the varsity roster, but also the club situation is going to be fun because I get to interact with the players. You know, I get to see them. I get to sit down and they can either beat me up on smash <laughs> or we can play some call of duty and they carry me, you know, so I get to experience that part of them too. I think a lot of, a lot of coaches, um, in I say in esports, we get to experience that. And traditional sports, you don't really get that. You know, you when you go recruit a kid, you just gotta watch them play on Friday night in football, or you gotta go to a Saturday tip off for a basketball player. You just gotta sit there and watch them or get their film and watch them. But I get to actually play with my my players that I'm recruiting, or even the the, the current roster players. I can sit mm-hmm. down with them and run some Call of Duty with them for a couple hours and really get how they play and what things I see as a coach that they could get better at or things that they do great. And it's just like, wow, keep that going. Keep that mindset, keep that, that talent of aiming, tracking very well, or playing a game of Madden, NBA 2K, stuff like that to make sure, you know, and, and it gets me closer to, I can actually dig in on them if I find that a player needs a little push and from behind. And that's what, that's what my job is as a coach. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. You can actually play them in the sport you're recruiting them for. That's a unique ability that I, I can't think of anything that's going to ever come close to that. That's, that's uniquely eSports. Um, that you can actually just play them, whether it's team 1v1, uh, and see where they're at right. skill-wise. Is there any games you mentioned that, you know, a lot of them you might get dusted on, but is there any one that if one of your eSports athletes throws up, that you're like, you know what, I got a shot in this one. I might be able to take the win. Uh, you mean so for me? Yeah. Having, what's having what's your what's, winning? Yep. I would say for yeah for me the, it's only probably just two games for sure. Halo Infinite. Okay, nice. So I mean, right, the, we could do one v one. I think I'll hold my water. I'll hold water, <laughs> and then Madden. Okay. Any, so anybody that want to see me in Madden, I don't trash talk, but I'm ready to play anytime. So let's go. I love playing. <laughs> it's fun. Obviously, it was a sport I used to do since I was the age of five, six years old. Um, and I say it's my little – I live through the Madden characters because I'm like, now I can still run an 80-yard run if I can. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I can throw the ball, a deep ball uh, to 
whoever. Yeah. Uh, if I, I play with Ravens usually. So that means, uh, shoot, they got Odell Beckham now. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be scary. You're one of those guys that's got Lamar Jackson probably running the option over and over again. Yeah, I do. I I work it in. I'm I'm, I'm cerebral, so I give it thought. Okay. And I try to to keep the defense guessing. That's what I'll say about my game because I know I get a lot of people, they hear this, they're going to want to play me, which would be good. (laughs) I want to give up all my secrets, though. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm cerebral. I will keep it at that. You know, we're, since we're on Madden, have you had a chance? Because uh, I, I will say this: I am a Bears fan. But have you had a chance to watch any of the Packers preseason football? Yes, I have. I watched the uh, the, the Bengals game. Saw mm-hmm. highlights of that. Saw the game. I, I tuned in a little bit later. It was right after Jordan Love and the first offense went down and scored. And then I watched the rest of the game from that point on. Watched uh, Clifford from Penn State come out there. You know, threw a couple picks, but. What he did real well was he, he you didn't you didn't he he didn't even know he threw a pick. He came out yeah. that next series and was slinging it and was doing something as a young player that you want to see as a as a coach. And it's it's basically you know to the time that he spent at Penn State. So he was a COVID player, so he had an extra year. So for those players, I mean, it was a a choice situation. You had the choice to say, "Oh man, I was in COVID during a time where." I didn't play football for a year, but you got an extra year back. How did you take advantage of that? And he's one player definitely took advantage of that extra year that the NCAA gave players to say, hey, you know, we missed a year. Here you go. And he took full advantage because when he made those mistakes of throwing those interceptions, like I say, he came right back on the field, slinging the ball around, hitting targets, very confident. So that's somebody as a true rookie that could potentially be on the roster being back up to Jordan Love. Um come come um, regular season ball so watching them run game two look good and now you know for the defense is just seeing now where uh what's his name Rashard Gary yeah will be back in terms of his knee rehab and if you got they got um the kid Van Ness from Iowa that's going to play that you know same position so you know obviously that was the reason why his pick had his to get him picked up mm-hmm. on that roster but they still have Preston Smith on the other side as the left end there. So they'll, they got the defense and back end hopefully gets tightened up there. They have some good DBs. They got Zaire Alexander, one of the best DBs in the NFL right now um, back there. So you, you can have players that communicate. And I've seen talk about him and Razul Douglas working together. So having them on the same page can be a big, 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 I say a bonus for the Packer defense, but also a problem for opposing teams, knowing how they can work off each other to cover wide receivers in the defensive backfield. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one thing for them, I think a, a big key for them is going to be, can they figure out that wide receiver room? Um, I'm excited to see yeah. if Samara Toure kind of gets a nice step up this year. I know last year with Rodgers, he had some pretty nice plays, but, you know, there might be room yeah. in the in the wide receiver room for him to make a step up uh, just for Jordan Love to kind of get that connection. I feel like with Rodgers, you know, a lot, he was getting blamed. He's blaming the receivers. Kind of a, you didn't know who was the problem there is what it felt like, but this is a clean slate. Uh, hopefully Jordan Love get those connections going. And I think you're right with the defense. I think the defense will be ready to go. Um, but, you know, what are your real expectations for the NFC North? Where do you see the Green Bay Packers sitting? Because I have it. I have the Bears finally looking down at the Cheeseheads. It's been a long time waiting, but I think yeah. it's the years. Finally yeah, ago. I know a lot of Bear fans. Actually, my new neighbor is a Bear fan, and uh, he's going to be loud this that's year. What he's <laughs> Was that? He's going to be loud this year. I'll say that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, but there's a very high potential rate of that happening because mm-hmm. it's just transition. 
And when you have transition, you remember year one of Aaron and even year one of Brett. There yeah. wasn't great seasons. They, I, I believe, I know Aaron's first year they didn't make it to the playoffs. I can't remember back far to see, you know, remember exactly what Brett did his his first year as a starter. He wasn't a rookie, but he wasn't a, a starter either. And I mean, he became a starter. I think in his fourth year, because you got remember he got traded from Atlanta. You know, he got drafted to Atlanta, but then traded probably like two, three years later. And that's probably a, the best thing that happened for him, because I remember meeting him and knowing him as a friend and teammate. You know, and then he was partying too hard down there. So he got that out the system, got to Green Bay, was able to flourish. But it wasn't that wasn't until his fifth or sixth year in the league and his second or third year starting as a quarterback where he started winning MVPs and then going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. So for and, and the same for Aaron, first year, eight and eight. Second year with me, I came back to the team in um, 2009. We went nine and seven. We made it to the playoffs. We had you know, first round one, I say, historic game. I think we played Arizona down in Arizona. The cards and that game went to, I believe, overtime. And we lost in overtime 53 to 55. Um, and it was an amazing game. And you saw that whole season, even before I got on the roster, I was watching closely. That, that team, you know, from the draft, they drafted Clay Matthews Jr. That was his rookie year. And some other key players right, uh, in that roster between, you know, I remember Ryan Grant, he had took over the position once I left. And and guys on defense, Charles Woodson had been there when I was there. And that they grew up with him in the back defensive backfield and his leadership and his talent, obviously. You know, it started to spread throughout the roster. I say more that the leadership side of it started to spread throughout that roster. And then when I got on that roster in late in uh, October of 2009, I kind of saw the transition happen of a team, of a player. You know, talking about, we're talking about Aaron starting to transition into that player that, that everybody wants him to be. Everybody who I'm referring to is the fans in the stands. You know, they want him to be another Brett or another fan, you know, Bart Starr. And to have a franchise that's only that every quarterback, I won't say every quarterback, but the best at that position and now in back-to-back and basically almost 30 years of good quarterback. And now we've got to see what we're going to see what Jordan Love can do. Can do. And so far in preseason and in training camp, he's done a very good job. He's been yeah. poised. He's been, you know, it's not had, that he's been perfect out there, but mistakes. And it's the biggest thing for any athlete, not just a quarterback mistakes can't bother you. You're going to make mistakes because the other team is trying to win. And you see him doing that in practice, in the game, and it's going to just continue to you know build from there. So yeah, it's going to be it's still going to be a rough year. And like you said, being a Bear fan, there is opportunity. This is probably the best I say the best of best years uh, because this is the first year of a of the new quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. even if so, if this was Aaron going to his first year, I would say yeah, the Bears have a really good chance of being above the Packers in the NFC North this division, and maybe have a chance to even uh, win the win the division because uh, they have a good talented squad. They got DJ Moore now from. The Panthers, yep. Justin Fields is second year with his offensive coordinator. So he's getting more comfortable in that offense. And we know the type of athlete he is, had a thousand yards rushing and I know probably think seven, eight hundred yards passing. I'm pretty sure he wants to he wants to bump up his passing yards because he was a true passer at Ohio State. So yeah, it's gonna get interesting. Kirk Cousins is still doing his thing at, at Minnesota. And as we know, Detroit, Dan Campbell has got that team to really understand what it takes to win games and how from a, a player standpoint, what you got to do. And it's basically kind of how, how Mac rule is come into our program is trying to change the culture. And that's what Dan Campbell had to do. He had to change the culture in Detroit because as a player, 
you know, I knew when we could break them. We could get to the fourth quarter, get a big play here or there if it was a tight game. And it would be tight, tight games because it was a rival game. You know, it was rivalry. Throw the records out the window. So that meant no matter how good we are, they're going to play us tough, home or away. Um, but for every other game after a Packer game or after a Bear game or after a Viking game, they didn't play well. And so now they are. They're they're putting together really good draft picks. Agent Hutchinson, who they drafted last year, love him. Yeah. Enthusiastic. And he's a as we see in the locker room, he's a dog. <laughs> so he's a guy that can as a he, he's a young leader in that locker room. People will probably probably not listen a whole lot to him, but they'll watch his gameplay. It's like, man, I need to. I need to pay attention. You know, I need to do stuff like what he's doing. And so now that's that's going that's verberate, you know, all through their roster. So Detroit yeah, on top of the, um, the the division there. But, yeah, Green Bay is going to be it's going to be interesting to see. You know, yeah. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot of players out there putting that money down. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm excited. I think the NFC North, I think it's just like you said, it's interesting, right? Where the Vikings slightly fluky last year, if you're leaning that way, you know, it's just going to throw everything off lines. How much you got faith in Dan Campbell really turning that around? Uh, but I actually do. I, the Lions, Dan Campbell, um, you know, when he had the hard knocks camp, that was probably one of my favorite hard knocks I've had in a while. Uh, just really get behind him. He's a guy that'll get you to run through a wall. I'll say that much about Dan Campbell. And for the Bears, yeah, it's a year of you're catching the Packers sleeping. That's a rarity. I've never seen it. I'm 24 years old. I've never seen the Packers sleeping once. So you got to run up there and try to grab that positioning in the NFC before Jordan Love gets it rolling. And who knows um, when the Packers take off again. With that being said, we got to go ahead and throw it to our last break. This is the Mon Green Show. I'm Harrison Arms pushing the ones and twos. And of course, the host, Amon Green, streaming in as always. We'll catch you guys on the other side of the break.